Come on. They're right there. Let's go. Move, 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 move. The Green Berets, the horse soldiers, they were, you know, operating up in the, in the mountains. Um, so they, they were working and there had been a lot of bombing, you know, but uh, we were the, this would be the first Marine Corps engagement of the war. Huh. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care who you are. If you're Marine, cool. that's pretty dope. So we, uh, but of course we don't know any of this yet, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking to my guys and I'm like, hey, you know, coming from a guy who's a, a gunny now, but has never fired a shot in, in anger, right? Mm -hmm. um, and none of my guys had. So I'm like, hey, you know, let's kind of play this as we see it. You know, it's chances are, you know, there's the chance that uh, the vehicle coming up, you know, it might be orphans trying to flee. Oh, so you didn't know, like, the disposition, no. the people inside. No, you so, just knew that there so, were some people coming. Right. So we, okay. we really needed to, you know, I was adamant. I mean, the worst thing I could imagine was having, you know, us, you know, lay into a, a vehicle and then, you know, find a yep. family or whatever, yep. right? So I didn't want to put that on on me, certainly, but certainly none of my guys. Sure. I didn't want to be responsible for that. So that's why I was like, hey, we've got to stop these vehicles. We have to identify them before we can do anything. So we uh, stretched Constantino wire out, which if, if you've never seen a vehicle hit Constantino wire, it's, it's a pretty amazing sight. Is it? I uh, never have. Oh, it's crazy. But... Uh, so there were three vehicles headed our way. Two very large vehicles that uh, just from what the, the air could see, like like a bus and like a five-ton or whatever. And then the one in front was a smaller truck. Okay. Uh, but what they what we were gathering as they were getting closer is that every 10 or 12 miles, the, the, the lead vehicle, the truck, would go out in advance, kind of scout the route. The other two vehicles would pull mm. off into the desert. So that seems pretty suspicious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, you had ISR following them or birds or something? Yeah. I mean, it was, this was, uh, the fighters were, okay. were up, you know, just keeping an eye on them. This was not a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of, you know, unmanned ISR or anything. Right. At the time. At this point. Mm -hmm. So eventually they're, they come, they pass us. And as they pass us, we, run the Humvee up the berm behind them, you know, like we're a cop, basically, is the way I kind of looked at it. In between? Okay, so, so before the Constantina? At, before the Constantina. Okay. So they've, and we've marked the Constantina with, with the low, you know, chem lights, so they had the opportunity to, to stop or not to stop. I don't know that they knew what was, what was going on, but they recognized, you know, that, hey, we got a vehicle behind us. They punched it into the Constantina wire, which just totally wrapped the axles and... Oh, really? Uh, Stopped it really, really quickly. I mean, it was okay. it was uh, staked, you know, pretty well staked down. But I, I was surprised by that. Um, so I'm in like, the, how fast? How fast did it stop it? It, uh, I mean, like immediately. Boom, 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 boom. They didn't. Yeah, they, it didn't make it more than like three car lengths. Oh, wow. know, Before it uh, it stopped. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, that was that was really neat to see. Um, so I'm in the vehicle commander seat of the, the Humvee, you know, my rigger is, uh, one of the parachute riggers is driving, right? He, he stops, you know, and, and I can see that, uh, it's a cool dual cab pickup, right? It's, but 
because they've run into the concertina wire, the concertina wire has largely like stretched itself like a slinky down the sides. Mm-hmm. So the doors are, are banging, but they can't immediately get out of the mm-hmm. doors. And it's it's cold. I mean, this is December 7th. It's, um, I mean, it's below freezing. The nighttime? Nighttime, yeah. So it's, it's like cold in the desert, morning. baby. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really cold. Um, in the back, there are three dudes sitting on, on boxes or whatever. And I remember this, like, taking all of this information in like like really really rapidly at this and that's really when and it was it was almost uh it was like a shift like a total shift like i just switched into either me moving fast or them moving slow right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was like a clock just mm-hmm. you know time for me was at normal speed that's just the way it felt you know i didn't feel like i was moving super rapidly but it's i felt like that everything you. else was super slow um and we had been yeah, we had had uh, during our CQB training FBI agents that had come in and talked about this, right? And there was not a whole lot of study at the time, but the idea of combat mindset and, mm-hmm. and the things that happened, um, you know, spatial disorientation and all this stuff. So I knew a little bit about it, you know, enough to, you know, the wheels started spinning in my head. But there are two dudes that are completely wrapped up because it's, like I said, it's, it's really, really fr- freezing. The guy in the middle was older. Um, he had on one of the little, you know, Afghani hats, but he had his AK was, was outside of the blankets, all right? And his hands were, you know, on his, I could see, you know, the, no gloves or whatever. His hands were like beet red. His face is all red, big beard, mm-hmm. you know, a great uh, bearded guy, mm-hmm. right? So he'd obviously been around <laughs> for a while. Um, I jump out the, the, the side door, you know, my guys kind of pile out of the back of the Humvee and, and come around and we had trained to do a, a mission, a vehicle takedown mission where we, we forcibly stop a vehicle, you know, go up to the, you know, approach the, the sides of it and then shoot any people with weapons. Sure. Right. We couldn't do that quite because of the, the way the Constantino wire was, but it became, you know, pretty obvious pretty quickly that, you know, these weren't good guys in the, in the vehicle. So the, uh, the old guy was the first one to start, you know, he's kind of fumbling, trying to get up. And, uh, so I shot him and then the other, the other dudes are just, are scrambling. So, you know, kind of, what's the range right now? I mean, uh, point blank. Or? It's not, uh, it's, it's probably me to the garage door, 10, I mean, feet. Like 10, 15 feet. Yeah. Um, so, and we had, uh, there's a the thing in combat called perseverance shooting, you know, okay. we're, like we were trained. I mean, like I said, I've probably, you know, you know, not to brag, but it had as much close quarter battle training as most people, or I mean, a lot more than most. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and you're trained to fire a, a you know pairs mm-hmm. right two to the body, two to the body, two to the body, and then you know favor your drill if if necessary. Sure. But there's a thing that happens called perseverance shooting, where if if the two to the body doesn't work, then chances are good you're going to keep shooting to the body, like a Mozambique. You, know, you just keep like till he's down. Just uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Because you know what you expect to happen doesn't happen, right? We expect that two to the body, you know, one to the head. The guy's gonna gonna go down, but uh, <laughs> the, these guys are propped up, you know, in the back of this vehicle with with stuff around them, so they can't really, you know, you know, show the effects. I mean, they're dead many times over <laughs> because they. But then finally, you know, I, I shoot a, a multiple target failure drill engagement, you know, boom, mm-hmm, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 across the heads. And at this point now, dudes are breaking the windows and trying to climb out of, uh, and it's like a clown car, right? They're just piling out. So we're shooting them, but uh, out of nowhere, you know, a big 
flame like erupts from the back of the of the truck. Okay. So we had our gunfire had, had ignited you know, a fire. Okay. Right. So now the vehicle is is burning and very quickly uh, is just. Baghdad, but there had not been a SEAL team operating there. So there mm-hmm. wasn't a whole lot of anybody to really turn over with. So we actually wind up turning over with Jocko. Oh, with no Willick. shit. Yeah. Okay. And I had deployed with, with Jocko years before when he was enlisted. Um, so we, you know, we knew each other, a couple of us knew him and he gave us like all of the intel that he could, but he was like on the staff and this mm-hmm. was, this was like his next deployment was his big one. Right. Bruiser. Yeah. 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 Um, so we get, uh, you know, they, they're like, hey, we've got some target packages, but we, we really don't have a whole lot of information on anything because there, there hadn't been a, a unit dedicated to this, this area. So one thing we did know is one of our intel guys kind of sort of pulling out of reports that there had been a bunch of, uh, I think it was like 20 um, translators who had been clipped, right? Um, over like a relatively short period of time, like just shot in their beds or, or, you know, cars blow up or whatever the case is. So we had interpreters, um, uh, uh, Iraqi interpreters. Right. So he's like, there's gotta be something here. So he starts doing his Intel shit. Right. And just, you know, looking for clues and figuring things out and winds up, you know, and I don't even fully understand how he put everything together, but it was like, there's this one, interpreter that kind of connects all of these people uh rat that's the assumption right Right, and it's a woman so the first mission and this is wild but the the first u.s socom mission for marines was uh i led it i had uh i had to take a seal with me like one of my guys uh one of our our human marines and because of a woman we had to take a female so we took a this gal kate from the grom the polish special forces okay and kate was a absolute badass right? <laughs> kate That's awesome killed more people than bone cancer right <laughs> she was uh, like one of the snipers she was cold i mean absolutely but she was uh i mean great you know funny and they were they were working with us their um their uh task unit okay so we we go drive out and it seems like it's going to be a, a morning right we drive out to this location where this woman works like for the the contract company that she works for um and grab her right so we we go out there you know talk to the they're like oh she doesn't work here anymore she works you know she's deployed basically to this fire base so we're like all right so you know i call on like the big sat phone i'm like hey we're going to proceed and we're driving in you know civilian cars you know the middle of the day through yeah, yeah. through iraq so we're trying to <laughs> Be as low key as possible. Um, get out to this next place, and they're like, "Oh, you know, she doesn't work here. She got like basically fapped out to this other." So we wind up, you know, going all around Baghdad um, half the day until we we get to uh, a location where she had most recently worked, and they're like, "Oh man, she just quit." All right, and we're like, "Yeah, this all sounds very very fishy." All right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, I'm kind of schmooze this, this army, uh, like legal, uh, SGA or whatever that she'd worked for. I'm like, Hey man, can you like call her up? See if you can get her to come in and like tell her to pick up her page, her last paycheck or she left something, whatever. So ultimately she winds up coming in with a, a guy, um, drives her in. So we grab them both, you know, take them, 
back to get questioned. Mm -hmm. and, and by the, we realized over time that she had, she had been responsible for their deaths, but unwittingly. Mm -hmm. All right. So she had a, a, a friend that was, uh, you know, kind of using her. It was like getting phone lists and things mm -hmm. like that. And it was like, you know, telling her, Hey, we need some interpreters. Can you give me some, some recommendations of her name? So when this, and she was this old lady, you know, not, not what you'd expect, but when she finds out that, that she's been responsible Pissed. she like totally like, breaks down i mean she's like oh, you know i've been yeah but you know we're like well hey you know regardless you still you know kind of really fucked the, the the pooch here so you know we're gonna need some you know who's this person that you gave this information to mm -hmm. and so that led you know to the first direct action mission that we did um and then from there we you know we wound up you know grabbing some you know the deck of cards guys and and you know, being able to build our own target packages. Sure. I mean, it was really on the, the backs of these, you know, sergeant, staff sergeant, intel guys who had just wild experience, you know, at NSA, just different places. They were like the best, you know, yeah. at, at their game. Yeah. So they were, uh, I mean, always, you know, I never, I mean, we, the shooters, man, we were freaking awesome. <laughs> we were really, really good. And that was a great time. But, you know, what made us successful was not too far. You're marking the building. Yeah, that's good. That's a good shot. That's funny. Good shot. Yeah. Funny.